Good afternoon and welcome to Burst of Bubble, the silly news story on CAMFM. I'm Michael Quintero and joining me this week are Chris. Hello. Dave. Hello and well met. And Charlie. Hi. Uh, let's get straight down to it uh, with some silly news, really silly news stories, uh, two random silly news stories. Take it away, Chris. Yep, uh, we're going to start it with uh, what might be a sort of a holy grail or sort of litmus test for silliness. Uh, if, if you encounter a thing and its silliness level is greater than or equal to this, then congratulations, you're officially absurd. Uh, the story is uh, that a person uh, who was uh, portraying one of those... I was about to say a mall centre, but a mall centre is... That's an American thing, isn't it? So I suppose like a shopping conglomeration centre. Whatever it is that you'd call them when you're not an American. Uh, Anyway, one of those guys who dresses up as Santa uh, and does and like fools small children uh, uh, decided that they were going to enter their role as Santa by abseiling from the ceiling uh, of the shopping precinct that they were in at the time. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, they didn't account for the fact that when you wear a false beard uh, and abseil, you are apt to get said beard trapped in said uh, said abseiling equipment. Uh, And the the, the guy who was uh, stuck up there was uh, t- uh, too much of a professional to remove his beard uh, and therefore remained uh, for 15 minutes dangling dangling by a combination of rope and beard uh, b- before they were able to retrieve him uh, from the roof of the uh, roof of the shopping centre. I'm just impressed it took them half an hour to get this guy help. Do shopping centres not have step ladders these days? I don't know, 15 feet is quite a long way up. That'd be, yeah. But the, my favourite part of this story is the just the fact that Santa has abseiled in in the first place. Like, some sort of slightly rubbish, slightly overweight, badly dressed assassin. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you, you sort of get a picture of him actually, you know, it, I suppose it's supposed to replicate the fact that he comes down a chimney and he does a lot of stuff in the sky, but... It's just slightly military, it's really. A, it's, a, it's a reverse mission impossible. <laughs> he's he's bringing gifts rather than taking them away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think perhaps they were partially inspired by the Olympics opening ceremony, which of course had the Queen and James Bond uh, parachute in, mm. and they're like, we want some of that glamour of a famous figure <laughs> falling from the sky into view, <laughs> and decided that the correct way to do this at their Christmas turn on was for Santa to abseil. I, yeah. c- I can see the logic behind that, yeah. I'd like to point out that this story doesn't say a uh, gentleman dressed as Santa, it says Santa. So it might have been the real one. It also says, it says, uh, opens the story with a Santa Claus. Oh, a Santa Claus. So <laughs> They're everywhere. So he's g- a genuine Santa Claus, but there are many. <laughs> Apparently. That might explain how he stays within the laws of thermodynamics. Unless that's like model A. Santa Claus. <laughs> like the BBC what? Micro. You know, like somewhere there is B Santa B Claus. B Santa Claus. <laughs> he's, he's the backup Santa Claus, which you keep in a silo <laughs> until sure. such time as A Santa Claus has become suspended by his beard. <laughs> so like, deploy B Santa Claus. But, but he was deployed but they clearly, from they, the North Pole. So yeah, took, I mean, that's why it took know. 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, surely uh, B Santa Clauses have more memory in... <laughs> that, that, that's the thing. It's like the Raspberry Pi, which is ba- was uh, designed in Cambridge... To ate, ate the um, ate the BBC. Oh, you mean like B Santa Claus is a newer model? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, this is also what Michael is doing here is making a joke which will be got by six people uh, in the world uh, <laughs> because it refers to the fact that the BBC Micro was released in a Model A and a Model B. The Model B had more memory than the Model A. The more you know, and the more you regret knowing. Coincidence that one of the six is in this studio. Amazing. I, well, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are the odds? <laughs> 
Oh, but um, there is a, a lovely quote here from uh, uh, an eyewitness which said, Everyone was laughing at him. He didn't really know what to do. Which just goes to show the difference between... He's not trained for this! <laughs> yeah, yes. Which just goes to show the difference between Santa Claus and Boris Johnson. Because uh, obviously both of them got stuck, and Boris Johnson managed to turn it into everyone. Okay, people laughed maybe at him a bit, but he was like self-defecating. He obviously knew what to do. Maybe he was aping Boris Johnson deliberately, because this made Boris Johnson more popular when he got stuck. <laughs> okay, so two things here. Number one, first of all, I'd like to put, like, point out for any libel lawyers that are listening that that Boris Johnson was not self-defecating; he was self-deprecating. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> well, see, what you did there is, is you mumbled it, and then you, and then by mumbling it, what you did is you said that he'd booed himself. So <laughs> is that self-defecating as opposed to, you know, I don't really know what the alternative is. How, <laughs> how do you... <laughs> it, it is unusual to have a collaborative... Yeah, let's, <laughs> let, let's talk about that as little as possible. But secondly, I, I wonder, what happened to Boris Johnson? Like clearly, he, like, clearly he got trapped by the beard that he does not have at some point. Mm. Uh, what, what, what happened? He, he got stuck coming down a zip wire with two flags and, got, and he was supposed to come all the way down a zip wire and just got stuck part way down and just dangled there while people... And also, went, this, was, this was really famous. Hmm. Well, during, during the Olympics, I just like, before. Yeah, and also, where was B Boris Johnson when that happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ken Livingston. Ooh, <laughs> so B, I B, think he'd have something to say about that. They, they, you know, they, they constructed the models wildly divergent. It was supposed to be that if, like, if there's a design <laughs> flaw in A Boris Johnson, then it's very unlikely that there's the same flaw in B Boris Johnson, and vice versa. It's got lots of different flaws, really. Well, um, know, yeah, exactly. There are, you know, d defects that they've fixed in A Boris Johnson that are. You know, yeah. Um, but there are different problems with B Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they've forgotten some of the things they did right with A Boris Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> ideally speaking, you should rotate the two. Uh, you should. You, really, should like, yeah. you should take A Boris Johnson out together. Of they would be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary thought. But non-redundant. Mm, that, yeah, exactly. That, that's the trade-off. <laughs> huh? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so some people were absolutely mortified while others thought it was the funniest thing ever. The latter half probably normally found on the internet. Hmm. It's a sort of video that gets loads of hits on YouTube, right? Why isn't there a YouTube is, video? Is there a video? Um, actually, there is. There is a video, apparently. There is, so there you is can, a video. So you can find we, it. We can silently observe the video and narrate it to you. Uh, it goes, <laughs> it's Mission Impossible! It goes oh, like this. He is just coming through a skylight. There's a dangling rope. That's genuinely terrifying. That looks like a sort of themed action film. And he, yeah, he's sort of, he's, he's in the seated position and abseiling himself towards the ground, pausing occasionally to wave to the assembled children's. Uh, and then <laughs> he, he sort of goes wavy, wavy, abseily, abseily, wavy. He's not a good multitasker. Is he stuck now? That, no, 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 he's still going. No, oh, he's struggling he, a bit, though. It's not going well. He's beard to rope, but he is still moving, but absorbing he's all the, the slack in the beard. making the mistake of continuing to travel while his beard is stuck. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, oh, and no. now he's having a complete nightmare. Oh, yeah. that's not going well for a Santa. Now both beard and rope are as, as tense as they can get, and he's continuing with the waving in the hope that Divine but, Providence or Santa Claus be a lot of people there like really a huge number of people I would imagine with so many people there that they would have varying reactions and some people would be mortified slightly worrying there it just doesn't seem just cut to some people pressing a plunger which I thought was blowing up the Santa Claus but also Santa Claus has failed self-destruct but also just as Santa got stuck they've released a whole load of balloons and streamers and things almost as if to celebrate the fact that he is now dangling 15 feet above the ground 
at, at, hanging from the roof around Santa Claus, there are actually loads of Christmas trees. So if Santa Claus were to sort of get a bit of momentum, he would probably be able to swing from one to the other. Mm. Like, um, if like you gladiators. Ever, yeah, if you ever watch gladiators in the game Hang Tough, where there was a bunch of hanging rings and you had to kind of swing from one to the other, Santa could do that. I mean, the, the beard problem would continue <laughs> to be a problem. Uh, the, the, a, a bloke in, in a camo jacket but has now abseiled down. Yeah, he he looks quite Santa. militaristic, actually. Yeah, he really does. He does, yeah. Bee Santa is definitely a more sort of aggressive... <laughs> he's pretty <model>. hardcore, yeah. <laughs> it, that's mainly because A, Santa is wearing the suit. They only made one of those. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I thought for a moment then that the, cam- the camouflaged militaristic person was also smoking a cigar, <laughs> but he was only holding the scissors in his mouth, which is far less exciting. <laughs> oh, oh, he's free. There we go. Santa is free and, and making good, his good, good news for our listeners. Santa is free. Masses. Oh. Yeah, it's well, all good. He's landed. That, that, I would like to see that expanded somehow into the plot of an action film. Can well, like, possibly a like Christmas blockbuster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And ne- next year, Action Santa and Santa B. It could be a comedy. It could be a buddy comedy where the first Santa <laughs> gets himself in a load of hilarious scrapes and had to be rescued by his it, more militaristic it could be, uh, B version. I don't know. I like the idea of sort of a Santa who's a bit arrogant. You know, he's the sort of top dog, and then the the plucky underdog that is B Santa has to come in at the last minute and save the day, <laughs> save Re- Christmas, has to save Christmas. Yeah, Ref- and you know, a Santa becomes a really nice bloke afterwards as yeah. well. <laughs> he's like, I realise I'm be- I'm not being very nice. I'm going to be a really top guy now. <laughs> I, this is basically the plot of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, it's it? kind of that, but yeah. With the, like, you could just dub that, so <laughs> it's like, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed, substitute of Santa Claus, <laughs> had a very shiny coat. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, but I, I, I want more more abseiling and explosions. There was there was there was there was a plunger. Admittedly, it only caused balloons to fall. But I would like a nefarious villain with a plunger ready to blow up Christmas. Blow up Christmas. <laughs> yeah, That's such concept. a great concept. <laughs> Has Christmas exploded? We don't know, sir. It's kind of conceptual. <laughs> well, how do you feel about Christmas? It's been a lot more popular recently. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. More films should blow up abstract concepts. They should. That should. I think that's a whole new genre that could be explored. Although, to, to be fair, lots of them kind of do te- take um, a lot of joy in just destroying abstract concepts, mm. such as like making sense. Mm. Which, uh, if, you, if you did this, you'd have a lot of films which were entirely like the extended dream sequence in Gladiator that mm. made no sense at all and did not contribute <laughs> to the rest, or the cave dance sequence in The Matrix Two, mm. where they'd be like, "There is no Matrix 2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Only because of the cave scene, though. Without that, it would have been a wonderful film. But knowing Gladiator, it's because he opens a door and walks through a field, and then there's a hill, and that's really important and profound. Mm. Did you not get that? (laughs) Mm. Because we referred to Gladiator's earlier and i spent a little bit of time trying to think when hunter <laughs> went into a dream sequence and then we cut back and the contender's like tied up and there's like two wolves eating him contender like, yeah. ready long dream sequence happens <laughs> dream foo <laughs> yeah because what gladiators was missing was an insight into the psyches of all the gladiators it actually was like, we we all watched that show and wondered why are you doing this? What have your agents done to you? I mean, I think when they make B gladiators, um, they should put in you know more of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that is actually conducted by bees though, and it's yes. pretty awesome. Like it's just one wasp running a course whilst a bunch of bees go, oh holy god, there's a wasp. Mm. Like, he's got some rings. You're, 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 you've gone on to bees just because of the way I'm dressed, haven't you? 
Ah, true. We yes. do ha- have a spectacular black and yellow jumper on my right here. It's oh, no, you've not got a webcam, have you? We yeah, please, webcam. webcam. Oh, yeah, there it is. It, it only updates every sort of minute or so, so you're going to be holding it there a so while. I'm just going to get very tired. Mm. <laughs> I, I think um, while I'm holding that there, we should move on to the next story. We actually should, yes. Uh, story number two today uh, is that a Azerbaijani football team named uh, BAKU, possibly Baku uh, FC, uh, has found themselves wanting for a manager uh, and lacking any actual candidates with appropriate experience they've hired themselves a 21 year old who is an expert at playing championship manager uh, or as it's now known football manager after they lost some license or something uh, but yes they they've hired this kid who knows how to play football in computer games uh, and they'll see how he does in the actual real world N- not, not even play football manage football playing football in computer games i think is more distinct than managing football possibly slightly He's playing a football manager. Hmm. Yeah. If you're going to be technical about this. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, football manager, as far as I can tell, the, the key difference between football manager and real managing is in football manager you get numbers which tell you how good your players are. Which does doesn't, help. It yeah. doesn't happen in real life. No, no, but you can just go out and buy a pack of top jumps. No, but <laughs> it's fine though because with the real players, you can just go on Football Manager and look up that <laughs> and look player. Look how good they are, and it'll tell them tell you how good they are. <laughs> also, um, I think so in Football fine. Manager you can like save your game and reload if you're doing badly. <laughs> can you not do? Th- no, you can't. Can you? No, I forgot about that. But the, my favourite thing about this is I I really do think that this sh- method of employment. Uh, should be expanded to oh yeah absolutely. to other industries. There's so much potential here. Um, do you want to be my pro- vi- my video portfolio for theme park design was turned down after all the roller coasters exploded. I know you always you've always got to make the one that like launches it off the end uh, <laughs> and unfortunately kills everyone. But it's quite fun anyway. Um, just me, yeah. <laughs> no, not just no, you. Not just you. <laughs> everyone does that. Well, that's a relief because otherwise I would have sounded really awful just there. <laughs> that was a uh, roller coaster tycoon, wasn't it? What yeah, a game! Where, where, where uh, the, you you would finish the roller coaster and it would go. You know, this track doesn't actually end up anywhere. That it's just a pair of rails that stick into the void of space. Are you sure you're cool with that? And you'd go, yeah, go for it. I had a, a Formula One kind of. Uh, video game which you could play and you go through the season and try and win as many races as you can and if you're winning about three quarters of the way through the season the optimal strategy is just to crash into your nearest rival every race from then onwards (laughs) ideally on the start line because then it causes a massive pile up and no one gets any points (laughs) but this apparently is depreciated or not allowed in in actual formula one (laughs) I saw that actually happen. Well, I say I saw that. I didn't see somebody that I know of deliberately pulling that. But there was there was a race where uh, I, th- I think it was the first corner eliminated all but three of the drivers, yeah, and so I the entire that. rest of the uh, the the afternoon was was Murray Walker going. <sighs> well, the three people remaining on the circuit continue to have five minutes between them each. And that's uh, one crash again. Proceeding at 30 miles an hour, stopping for speed bumps, allowing <laughs> old ladies to cross the, across the circuit, etc. <laughs> but apparently this, uh, I'm going to attempt to pronounce the name, Vugar Gul- Guloglan Oglu Hussein Zade, something <coughs> like that. Um, uh, actually... Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he it wasn't due to lack of competition that he got this job. He actually oh, okay. um, there was another applicant for the job, according to the story, which was f- who was former France striker and European footballer of the year, Jean Pierre Papin, oh. a man who has already managed three clubs in France, two of which are in the top division. Um, what? 
and okay he's just um it must say something about quite how terrible a manager jean-pierre <laughs> papin must be yeah that this guy has got the job ahead of him based on playing football manager uh, I think possibly the pay might be slightly different expected by these two people because yeah. if you're used to playing like a, a simulation, then you play like it's it's it, you do it for fun, you do it for free. Mm. Whereas if you're a professional manager, you kind of expect to get paid. Yeah, mm. that sounds like Baku are doing badly, so maybe they're desperate <laughs> to try something new and innovative. Yeah, who knows? It might work. It probably will not work. My, my impression yeah. is the manager <laughs> actually contributes very little to the success of a football team, being as he is not playing. Hmm. But he does choose the people who are playing. Yes, from a limited selection of people, though. <laughs> and then well, and then purchases new players to join that limited selection of people. And then tells them how okay, to play. Okay, long, long term, yeah. the manager can like, make it different. He sets things like the coaching policy. You know, like, if the coach was previously coaching everybody by walking into the ground and kicking them all in the balls, he'd say, like, don't do that. He, uh, yeah, he, 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 or he, he might say do that. The balls. Yeah. He, 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 specific balls. He <laughs> whinges to the press about the referee after the game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, topical. Using, often using you know obscure metaphors about eggs. Yep, yep. Uh, he, he says the words "it was a game of two halves," which nobody's ever understood. That's important. Mm. Personally, um, I, I think I think this this hiring has clearly happened as a result of one of like there's been some sort of cross-purpose joke after the interview. You know, they, they've interviewed guy one who's gone. I've played some video games, and they've interviewed guy two who's said, "Yeah, I've managed a bunch of teams, European Football of the Year." And then they got out and went, huh, huh, "So we hire a kid with video games, yes, yes, we hire, of course we hire a kid with video games." And then the next morning he reads this in the news and goes, "Look, which one of us thought that the other one was joking here? How, <laughs> how did this begin?" <laughs> Um, the the, the um, new manager uh, aims to get the Baku into the Europa League within th three years, which I think is a is a challenge, even even in the Championship manager game, football manager, whatever it is game. Mm, yeah, I've I've not done that. Um, I did get Bishop Stortford into the Premiership once. That was exciting. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much the highlight. I, I should apply for the Man United job. Really, can you can you give us some advice for for managing a football side? Reload your game if you lose. Yeah, that helps a lot. Um, I mean, really, that's the also, main thing. Look at the players who've got the biggest numbers and buy those ones. Yes, um, exactly. Hold down A and B and then press left, right, left, right, up, uh, and all your players get uh, top stats. So go oh, for that. I ha haven't heard that one. Uh, I'm sure that would help. Um, but also, um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sure it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> is, is that a piece really, of advice? Forget that what you really has gone. Um, <laughs> I'm now imagining um, commentary of a football match as I uh, Manchester United are doing very badly but Alex Ferguson is walking over to the linesman and he seems to be entering a cheat code <laughs> <laughs> oh Fergie time has happened hmm. actually I saw a um, <laughs> I did see an article on the BBC website this week um, about Fergie time about Fergie time it's and real it's actually a thing it's uh, real Manchester United get 70 seconds more injury time when they're losing huh. on average than when they're winning yeah. Okay. There, huh. There's a there's a bias. Uh, there's an intrinsic bias in referees to give extra time, more extra time than they should, to teams that are big teams um, mm. and teams that are at home. Although I did like case. I did like the exception to this, which was Chelsea. E except <laughs> Chelsea, because no one likes Chelsea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea are the only large team that do not get this benefit. Hmm. 
Oh, well, Arsenal, Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspur. Even Liverpool. And, and Liverpool to since, all get this bonus. Since when has Tottenham Hotspur been a top club? I've, I've been really out of the loop since I, I used to collect right, Premier Michael, League Michael, shippers. Michael, this is, a, this is a topical show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, they no, uh, uh, sort of are. They're bigger than Liverpool now, definitely. Oh man, I'm going to have to dig out all my football albums again and Yeah And cross them. out all of your sticker pictures <laughs> um, And Wimbledon don't exist anymore by the Well actually they do, there's a new one But yeah, they've sort of Bradford no longer in the Premiership uh, The Old Etonians Are no longer the holders of the FA Cup uh, Which oh. they were at one point um, That's fun trivia what, for you I'm, yeah. I'm now bang up to date mm, That's <laughs> really it, all you need to know And if you've got any more any, any more suggestions For how uh, how football managers should behave You can email him, them in to us Studio at camfm.co.uk Or you can text cam Plus your message to 80809 You actually can't at the moment uh, the, the, oh. the, 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 te- the textotron Was dropped in the coffee pot uh, And no longer works uh, But you can do the email thing uh, And also uh, there's a web form that is online so if you've been texting, then that was futile. Uh, I suggest using other means of communication. Oh, hang on. Can I um, just do the thing they do on the X Factor? Because yeah. you, you know the text costs 10p. Yeah. So what I can say is, don't text because your text won't count, but you may still be charged. I've always <laughs> wanted to say that. <laughs> Why? In truth, I your don't text know. never counted. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick musical break. We'll be back with some more silly news stories uh, in just a moment. On air, online, and across Cambridge. Your station, your Cam FM. Hello, and welcome back to Burst the Bubble. Uh, that was the whole study with Stuck Between Stations. Uh, now then, moving on to our next story. Uh, a The world has become one landmass poorer than we thought it was uh, after Sandy Island uh, off, the, uh, off the coast of Australia, or quite a long way off the coast of Australia, uh, has been discovered that uh, whilst it has been uh, displayed on maps for, uh, for quite some years uh, some people tried to go there and discovered that it was made up uh, this is this is a bit weird uh, because when they say it was made up, like this wasn't drawn on a nautical chart with dragons and you know compass roses and, and like legends that say you know here be pirates go not here lest ye beard be taken. No, this is you know this is this is this was on satellite imagery, so it, it appears somebody has nicked off with an island. Uh, and it, it's not it's not like it's just feet below the sea that they 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 combed over the area where the island used to be, uh, measuring the depth of the sea and found it to be very very deep indeed uh, in all the places where Ireland used to be sorry where the island used to be Ireland the <laughs> Republic of Ireland <laughs> still there it's fine if, if you were planning on sailing due east it is real yeah <laughs> and like hoping to hit the co- the, uh, the west coast of England stop now Ireland's still there uh, but uh, yes this it's island it's, 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 sailing Oh, sorry, ignore me. I just started getting confused about where your starting point was in the sailing, so ignore me. I was sailing from America and going due east to try to get to Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I want our listeners to know you will still collide with Northern Ireland. Hmm. Uh, it, it is a, a great mystery because, uh, as I pointed out, there are some street maps of cities and stuff which have phantom streets which were just made up and put on there so that if someone copied the map, it would be obvious that they'd copied it because this non-existent street would be there. But when you're doing nautical charts, you don't so much want to put non-existent features in there because it's a little bit more important. People, people will only go around it, though. So it's better than the other way around. It's better than... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not the, having an island not putting there. in south america or something <laughs> uh and someone's gone well, i don't know where everyone have been going that far south between the pacific and the atlantic all these years there's a you can just go straight to, oh no oh no we've hit it we've hit chile yeah we've accidentally <laughs> invaded argentina they don't like that no they don't um they don't even like sort of us not invading them really they that just sort of being there is upsetting <laughs> so um it's not that just global warming has raised the sea level and covered this island up it's actually quite if, deep if it has then it has covered be. it up by like thousands of meters of water wow we're in trouble <laughs> yeah it, like it, but inexplicably only in this one bit like the sea is going to have to have just a huge, like near vertical hillock in it in order to, in <laughs> order to conceal. Maybe, maybe the island. it's like a movable island. Yeah. Well, indeed. Yeah. I mean, like this is. Uh, I don't know. Like, what is the, the what? What like is a, a really large boat? Yeah. You know. You know those preposterously large boats that uh, you know. You know when the Soviet Union started to get completely insane. I mean, it was always quite insane, but they went through that phase where they started sort of basically trying to build moon technology. Like, I don't mean to go to the moon. I mean, uh, I mean, the they, they, they did. <laughs> yeah, we, we, they, 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 they start. They did try and build moon technology to go to the moon. That they was did. like a key part of that era. That didn't work out very well. <laughs> but yeah, they did. They did try and do that. Uh, it, but, but they but they started trying to build these really outlandish things to try to uh, sort of like they became aware that the Americans were beating them at making like things that actually work and <laughs> so started trying to invent insane things that the Americans like, never like even think tanks. to try like was it like Tesla tanks uh, yes. Do you remember my command and conquer? Exactly. Um, um, or uh, they, they built that thing. Um, it was supposed to be basically a cross between a boat and an aircraft, and it flew, quote, you know, sort of flew uh, about ten feet above the surface of the water, just kind of going along on um, uh, on, on the ground effect. Do you, do you mean hovercraft? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't because a hovercraft works by, you know, like a hovercraft can hover, uh, whereas this thing flew. It had like oh, little, okay. it had little stubby wings, uh, but they but they only generated enough lift to keep you going when you are just near the surface of the water. It is completely ah. insane. So 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 this would be one of their projects. You know, it would be like they were they were like, I wish there was an island. I'm going to build me one, the and then this thing's just been. Yeah, like it probably has like the ghost of Brezhnev on it or something, and he's been just tooling around the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, How big is it meant to be? <laughs> This island that's missing. You, you've got a map at the top with a scale on it. We have. Uh, there we go. About uh, 20 uh, miles long. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, about 20 miles long. Hmm. Oh, Enough to house one Brezhnev. Oh, yeah. You, so you could my lose theory that. stands. You could lose that. Oh, uh, it does sound like a James Bond plot in kind of like the old style of James <laughs> Bond with like someone going it's like the next step up from a secret volcano lair it's like a secret island lair Skyfall but 2 Island Fall well, but yeah maybe it is an island but it rises up out of the water when they want to launch missiles it's, out of it it's, yes. it's like the bridge in the crystal maze it, yes, <laughs> to the crystal exactly. dome like, you press a button and it comes out bubbles out of the water that's exactly <laughs> what it is and you know yeah. Brezhnev is in there it's, it's Brezhnev's secret Secret. <laughs> I don't even cross, want to know what that word cross means. Cross between secret and evil is what that was, uh, and I stand by that word. I do think that should actually be added to the dictionary. So, um, yeah, yeah. Oxford English the Dictionary, if you're, if you're listening. Cartographers everywhere are now rushing to undiscover Sandy Islands. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. How do you undiscover something? It's like you just take like a head injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah would drink heavily. <laughs> There th Which yeah. is what Brezhnev always did. So, like, he probably doesn't know about his own island. The Google Maps department is now just full of sort of people chugging vodka and smacking their heads against the desk. <laughs> oh, there's a wonderful quote from Google actually here, which uh, which says that. Um, 
the world is a constantly changing place and keeping on top of these changes is a never-ending endeavor right the the 20 odd mile island does not constantly change like that well, they're, actually, they're saying that because of all the drinking because it's a very non-specific process <laughs> yeah, they've been going like schmack schmack sh- uh, oh god I've forgotten about the Ukraine yeah. <laughs> but also he had I- ironically I remembered just enough about it to identify what I've forgotten about oh yeah well you know I, I went to Google Maps and was like what the heck is that oh I see what I've done <laughs> but also the the, the, uh, the spokesman for Google did had he had prepared a really good statement to make to the press about this uh, but then he chugged vodka and smacked his head against a desk so it was just kind of oh my god I need to say so- uh, the world is a constantly uh, yeah. never ending endeavour changes thing a- Atlantis yeah. and stuff you know yeah, and, and yeah. That. maybe it was Atlantis because we've been looking for thousands of years for it and we just missed it and now it's gone again and we have to find out where it's gone next <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's, it's like a giant game of like where's Wally or where's Atlantis uh, oh he spotted me let's move so Plato <laughs> did describe Atlantis as having a diameter of about 800 miles but maybe he was being sarcastic hmm. maybe he was Atlantis oh, yeah, 800 big. miles long <laughs> it's just yeah. gonna keep uh, it's gonna keep popping up in just random places <laughs> it'll pop up in, you know it, it was in the Mediterranean at one point apparently and then it was yeah. in the you know the Pacific it's gonna pop up just <laughs> off Bognor Regis <laughs> next <laughs> yeah. oh there's, no one there's Atlantis that's just happened yeah you know know that bloke you had um sea land uh, which is like alleg- yes. allegedly yeah. it was a repossessed oil rig no no mm. no that was that was the pinnacle uh, of of what i guess i'm gonna call brezhnevville Sealand is real though i, I spent time um, like uh, it's, a, it's a good hour's entertainment reading the history of Sealand on wikipedia um it had like a military coup where people took over and it had a civil war and it had hostages <laughs> and, and it's amazing it's really good to read <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sealand uh, has to be seen to be believed, and then when you see it, you still don't really believe it. Their, their chief export is passports. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, fa- uh, fa- uh, well, passports for Sealand. Right, which presumably aren't recognised by anyone anywhere. Correct. It, it right. sounds more like an amusement park. Sealand. <laughs> <laughs> it does, It's an yeah. oil rig. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like... It's, basically sort of the north sea's answer to sea world uh, <laughs> if you know in florida they've got sea world in mm. the north atlantic they've got an oil rig uh <laughs> with passports that don't work it's that's quite, really all they've got it's quite pragmatic though because they do have more marine life than sea world that's true by virtue of being a thing in the atlantic ocean mm, like yeah. you know that that whole ocean is theirs basically <laughs> <laughs> their, their, their territorial waters are their theme park. The visitor experience is kind of just here is like speedboat last maintained in 1972. <laughs> Have fun. Here yeah. is the sea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we we have actually had uh, one email. Uh, about like, don't tell them it's one email. Say we've had one deliverable email out of hundreds of <laughs> hundreds <laughs> of emails full of swearing. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know that, uh, that uh, we've had one email that says this. Uh, I was going to say that we have one email which is unique in its content. Oh well, okay. Then forget that I gave away that there was only one email by <laughs> saying don't tell them there's only one email. Uh, if, if you could now bash your head against the desk and drink a lot of vodka, that would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, right. Make Jake. a drinking sound. It's <laughs> <laughs> more like it. Cam oh. FM in no way endorse drinking on air. We do Don't endorse do banging your head on the desk. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> uh, but we had an email saying, "Did Russia build the Death Star?" Talking about giant projects. I mean, that's one of the big questions, really, uh, Andy. Um, I, I think yeah. I can quite categorically say no because, as the film states, it was not only a long time ago; it was in a galaxy far, far away. 
and so uh, and, and everyone knows that the films are the highest form of canon in the Star Wars universe. That's so. true, and actually, um, we've already established that Russia's sort of whole space thing didn't really go that well in the end, so they mm. couldn't really make the moon, let alone a galaxy yeah, yeah. far, far away that okay. wasn't real. With this, Disney, with this being said, how Disney do get was, political? Like, how broad was the Death Star? Because like, like for the size of a moon, they they, portray, yeah, they portray it was mistaken that, for yeah. a moon, wasn't but, it? Yeah. But you also see like the rebel ships flying around it in not very much time. I that's reckon it might fly be quickly. I reckon it might be about twenty miles long. I think I that's think where what right. we've seen here is the Russians did get the Death Star. They carelessly located the Death Star, and at the time when these photos were taken, it was just on the verge of sinking. This is, <laughs> this is the plot of Star Wars Episode Seven. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Disney, Death if you're listening, <laughs> Sandy <laughs> Island. They, they get political, so they, they don't like the Russians because they're an American group. Hmm. So yeah, it could be. Disney have Cold War hangovers. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, uh, for any libel lawyers listening, <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, <laughs> let's let's move on to our second story of this bit, uh, which is that the uh, NASA have uh, announced a sort of a they've been coy uh, about an awesome discovery that they've made. Uh, they, they've they've said that the Curiosity rover, which is currently roving the surface of Mars, uh, has has encountered something truly astounding. Which is, and they say uh, they say the data is very good. Uh, this is going to be one for the history books. Uh, but then refuse to comment on exactly what it is that they've turned up. So, what have NASA uh, located that they are so keen to kind of trumpet, but not actually trumpet? Well, they're, they're saying it's not life, right? The Guardian is saying that it's not life. Oh, okay. uh, the, the, Guard, the Guardian is saying... Well, it was, this, yeah, here's what the, the Guardian basically is saying, that curiosity can discover biological molecules it cannot discover whether they were originally created by a biological process. Well, even Therefore, they can't have discovered life. E even this one of their scientists are say is saying that. But, well, okay, so what they might have is on the navigation cameras of Curiosity, like, a guy knocking on it, saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you doing here? <laughs> this, is my planet. this is private property. <laughs> I will repossess this rover uh, and subject you to a 20 Mars, Mars dollar parking fine in which case you could pretty reasonably say we've discovered life <laughs> it's not very friendly it's quite bureaucratic well i just hope that um that this particular rover doesn't uh, come across any martian cats uh because it would kill them <laughs> oh <laughs> see what i did there see what you did there <laughs> oh did people see that when this when curiosity actually started uh, some people it's not it's got its own twitter account which is maintained by nasa but also some people made a twitter account for the rock that it was first due to analyze and kind of like had the rock going oh this this metallic thing has rock rolled up to me i wonder what if it'll be my friend <laughs> and then kind of like a few days later like ow it shot me with a laser <laughs> which is rude frankly it's it's probably the case where what they've discovered is a rock because um. <laughs> they, normally these things discover rocks and they find many different and varied rocks but fundamentally they discover lots of different rocks but there are you know many different and varied rocks like in my garden mm. but <laughs> not, those aren't amazing because they're not space rocks no that's true <laughs> yeah. they might be uh, they, they might have discovered chemical X what's chemical X? it makes the Powerpuff Girls 
That's why they're being coy about it because they don't want anyone to know until they've like used it. What, like, what is the base substrate for making the power puff, power puff girls? Oh, it, if, Chemical like, X, if Chemical X made the power puff girls, then you're like you, you wouldn't be able to keep stocks of Chemical X. I think it's, it's sugar I think and spice, sugar and, spice and all things mm-hmm. nice, and, and Chemical, chemical X. X. Yes. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but you you need all things nice as a key ingredient. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. It's like George's marvelous medicine. You think you've got all things nice, but accidentally you've put a dead pony in there and forgotten to put candy floss in there, and you end up with something that's not quite the power puff girls, but something else. Oh, yeah. I hate it when that happens. It's like the crunchy nut cornflakes. That is basically my job. (laughs) Wow. What, make... What? Um, Sorry. (laughs) You (laughs) should that your job is to create the Powerpuff Girls. And if so, what is that a euphemism for? My my, my job basically involves analysing or making different polymers out of pieces. um, And uh, we we make one, and then, like, maybe next week we try and make it again, but we do it slightly differently. Mm. So it's like George's Marvelous Medicine. It's like George's Marvelous Medicine. That sounds pretty good. Does it make sort of weird things happen? Yes. To, okay, much. good. Go with that. It's very exciting. Mm, sounds it. I will say no more for fear of violating my NDA. No, oh, you're being, you're being coy about <laughs> what you've discovered now. I'm being coy about you're my NASA, yeah. <laughs> is that what it's going to be called now? Doing a NASA? Anytime you kind of like trail something? Are we going to stop calling those things at the end of TV series where it kind of sort of tells you what's on next week but doesn't really? Like, we go, oh, that programme did a NASA. And, and the winner is... Stop doing a NASA. <laughs> and the winner is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, all they have done is just modify um, the bit at the end of reality TV, like, game shows, like Strictly Come Dancing and The X Factor and stuff. With the heartbeat noise and things like that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing that, except it takes place on, over scientific time, so it's, like, over a week rather than over ten minutes in... Uh, I, I love on those shows when they, they put loads of suspension between, like, which of two people are being knocked out when it's patently obvious that one of them has been very good and the other one has been very poor, and they still put the tension in, and you're like, well, we know who it is, so just hurry up. What's even better is game shows where they actually have... You can count the points you can as they are awarded, and they can go, and then we see, and it's like we know who's won because we can count. <laughs> but yes, the, the NASA, NASA I, I assume, have got better reasoning for holding this back than that. I don't know. Um, uh, their popularity and their, their media coverage—if it goes up, they get more funding. So maybe they're just trying to build tension and intrigue. It's like, we've discovered something really interesting, but we'll only tell you if you increase our funding by 5%. Ah! (laughs) Backing up a bit of a way, you know, I hope that NASA continue to hold a Twitter account for that rock. Like, I hope that continues to go for a couple of years. So you can just get (laughs) tweets from the rock which are like, the metal thing's slowly receding into the distance. It's getting smaller. I'm so alone. I'm so lonely. I wonder if it'll ever come back. (laughs) And over the next two years, it'll be... Yeah right. Um, I'm I'm still a rock. Um, <laughs> it could be some deep philosophy. Not said. not much has uh, has happened. If I'm honest, um, <laughs> there's not a lot of atmosphere or fun here. Bit uh, of erosion going on. And but yeah. I'm inanimate, so I don't care. <laughs> like, like 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 several Twitter users. <laughs> Quite yeah. <laughs> Ate a really good sandwich. <laughs> I really like those ones. Just well, sort of ate a wonderful yeah. sandwich. Mm. It's the 250th anniversary of the invention of a sandwich this year. <laughs> really? The, oh, this, okay. Serious <laughs> trivia points. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should point out that's not what the word adv- anniversary means, because otherwise your <laughs> wedding anniversary is always. <laughs> <laughs> 250 years since yeah, the invention yeah. of a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The anniversary occurs at some point during this year. Mm. There we go. We don't know when. Uh, if you We're know, being coy about it. If you know, you can email in studio at camfm.co.uk. You cannot text in. The text bot is broken, um, and we are not being coy about that. It's just broken. Uh, or if you're listening on online, um, you can use our form on the listen live feature and send messages through that. We'll be back after this musical interlude. Your city, your station, your Cambridge, your Cam FM. That was easily by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is Burst of Bubble on Cam FM, talking about silly news. Indeed. Uh, well, I'm going to take a brief detour uh, into a piece of real news, uh, which entertained me. By real news, I mean bits that aren't in that, also in the news bit. The bit before the newsreader sort of does that thing where he, t- he turns from sort of grim and serious to a sort of a, a, a charming uncle figure uh, that saw some kittens fall down a hill. <laughs> Like, but survive. I love that. You can tell the difference between the two types of story, because in one story they start like this, and in the other story they start like this. That's really the only difference in they, style. They turn they, into nicey. Yeah. They tend to tap their papers smash on the desk and move it too. Occasionally they turn to face a different camera. <gasps> <gasps> we could do that here. Hang on, let's all do that. Yeah. We've only got one camera. <laughs> We've only got one camera, and it's not pointing at uh, me or Dave. Um, <laughs> so, th- I mean, that's going to be difficult. I'm, I'm not facing it. So uh, I'll can. just do the rest of the show just staring away from the webcam. <laughs> hmm. We can okay. pretend we have another camera that you're looking at that our listeners can't see. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it better known? A wall. <laughs> Go, go. So, here, yes, here's my real news. Uh, this is all about uh, a senator, uh, a US senator uh, named Patty Murray. Um, and she has advocated uh, an interesting position uh, in the current big American problem, uh, well, the current big American political problem, <laughs> uh, which is what to do about the fiscal cliff. Uh, the fiscal cliff uh, is when uh, some... Uh, economic policies which were introduced during the George Bush government uh, will expire uh, and her advice is that you run off the edge of the cliff now the, this I find quite I find quite intriguing uh, wh- wh- what's happened here is American politicians like to lay traps for each other and the way that they do that is they introduce popular but unsustainable policies that only last for a finite amount of time. Uh, So, for example, I might note that in the state of Arkansas, for reasons which are frankly inexplicable, bear traps are littering the streets. And, like, you know, small children are constantly getting bear trapped, and it is, generally speaking, a horrible situation. So I would introduce the No Bear Traps Act. Uh, And then somebody would say, how are you going to pay for all the guys who walk around with long sticks, poking the bear traps, uh, and thus removing them? Uh, And I would say, I'm not going to. (laughs) Uh, But, because that would make the whole thing financially unsustainable, and we would eventually, you know, fall fall into Armageddon and stuff, what I will do instead is say that that policy expires in oh how long will it be until my rivals are in power about 10 years yeah 10 years uh, and then t- in 10 years time uh, the bear traps act is about to expire uh, and the poor guy who's currently in power has to go okay what now i don't want to be the guy that reintroduced bear traps lying around in public how am i going to fix it uh, and this is exactly what is ha- currently happening uh, to the americans uh, they are faced with the situation that they will get a big old tax rise uh, because the time bomb uh, was set by George Bush uh, and it's just about to go off uh, and 
their approach that they appear to be taking is to let it uh, and and then go oh no it went off now it's, how will we possibly it's the start of their turn they might get away with it that way to be honest yeah, it's probably exactly. the best thing to actually a- do apparently their idea is to let it go off and then instead of being the evil government that allowed allowed tax bomb to go off in everybody's face they will be the good government that cleaned up the remains of tax bomb can I also say how much I love the phrase fiscal cliff? He sounds like a sort of economically themed <laughs> children's TV character. With a seagull on his head. Hello, now, fiscal cliff. teaching <laughs> six-year-olds about uh, macroeconomics, it's fiscal cliff. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm fiscal cliff and I'm monetary Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to point out that if you are going to fall off a cliff, if you go fast over it, then you're less likely to hit the side of the cliff on the way down. Yeah. Mm. However, we may be extending the metaphor a little bit too far. <laughs> awesome. So our recommended policy for the Americans uh, is it's too figure out what means fast in this metaphor <laughs> and do it. Uh, uh, no, 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 accelerate no. time. I've got an even better version of it, which, which is um, just don't look down. Do a proper wily coyote. If you keep running, <laughs> keep running, running off the fiscal cliff until and your opponents get into power. <laughs> never look at your bank statements, and then occasionally, then, 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 then by logic, you'll you eventually reach uh, an area where the, uh, the the fiscal ground is quite high again, and you'll be able to uh, safely land. <laughs> I, I, I'm just making this up. I have no idea what that would actually be in terms of real life. That sounds like quite a foolish political manoeuvre, Michael. <laughs> Speaking of foolish political manoeuvres, hey, <laughs> it's Nadine Doris. Hooray! <laughs> yes, yes, linktastic. Uh, Nad- yes, Nadine Doris has got kicked out of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Uh, and <laughs> and also the Tory party. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, she, she was kicked out. Well, she wasn't kicked out of the Tory party. She had the whip withdrawn, <laughs> uh, which literally means they no longer tell her what to do. <laughs> Because you can't fire somebody from being an MP, at least not for that reason, uh, because you get elected. You don't get employed by your party to sit around. Mm. So, yes, the, the the difference is the Tories don't tell her what to do anymore, but she can still kind of oh, well, do what they, they told, do anyway. Before they told her what to do, but she didn't do it. Yes. So, okay. I, guess, I guess it'll be quite similar. And then she spites them by copying them. And lending them votes. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I will spite you by voting for what you want. You, you know, like four-year-old children do, uh, <laughs> where like one of them will start just like rigorously copying what the other one does, mm. and they'll be like, "Yes, yeah, go away, stop copying me." Yeah, it'll be like that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she's got kicked off the show. Uh, apparently, while she was on. Uh, I'm a celebrity. Uh, she got lots of votes from the public uh, to undergo the uh, ritual humiliations that are the hallmark of that show. Uh, apparently she was made to eat a camel's toe. I think I see what they did there. Uh, an ostrich's uh, bum, in fact. I <laughs> uh, don't know what I can and can't say uh, regarding that. Uh, and and the uh, some cattle genitals, apparently. Uh, she, she These was- are just... I mean, there's, there's one thing, you know, having obscure foods that are eaten in the Australian jungle... But these just aren't foods. That <laughs> they've abandoned all pretense of actually, you know, yeah. feeding them niche foodstuffs that seem horrible. It's now just things that are vile. <laughs> it's going to be bleach next bleach. series. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, we don't know how terrible they are, having not tried them. Um, they could be very tasty. Probably not. No, probably uh, they might be. But probably not. Uh, and I love the uh, the Suns headline. That's just fantastic, every, every headline the Sun has done for two weeks on this has been brilliant. <laughs> All variations on a theme. Hmm. <laughs> so the, the headline the Sun went with uh, on the day she was asked to eat the uh, cattle genitals. Uh, when Nadine Doris is eating cattle genitals, then uh, they they headlined that with "Go Nad." Do we see what we did there? We do see what they did there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we thank the sun for their efforts there. That is fantastic. We've enjoyed that very much. Yeah. Um, but yes, by the sounds of it, what happened is um, another celebrity um, basically did a Bush Tucker trial and moaned more. So, sh- so this new celebrity ended up um, getting all all the more trials later on during the week, and people decided that they were bored of Nadine Doris. <laughs> hmm. That has, I, I, that, that, has, now. that has now I have now reached the, the limit of my uh, I'm a celebrity get me out of here knowledge yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the Bush Tucker trials are I'm way behind you <laughs> uh, you get asked to eat something that's horrible that's about it really. no, no, that no, really is an accurate summary that's literally all it is oh, there, there was one where they got put in a bath and basically ju- just had um, various creepy callies slowly poured on them until they, they said they had enough why does anyone watch this show why does anybody watch You've Been Framed? Oh, because you know, it's I think funny. It's, I think it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but, but, but mostly in You've Been Framed, you're just watching a bloke, like, you know, gently lower a massive canister of Drano to, <laughs> towards, like, a volcano, <laughs> going, this is going to be fine, this is going to be... Oh, no, it's not fine! The Drano has caught fire, and now it's on my face, and my face is also on fire. You know, like, that, that's the You've Been Framed viewing experience. I think I missed uh, that episode. <laughs> but they occasionally have cats. Mm. <laughs> I'm a celebrity. No, no, you've been framed as like the precursor to internet cat videos. They had cat videos before the internet had cat videos. Before they were mainstream. Yeah. yeah mm. Before they were cool. Well, well, surely they were mainstream by definition of being well mainstream TV and watched by millions. Yeah. Millions? You, Rather yeah. than billions. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh dear. So, so the popularity of cat videos is an abstract concept that has exploded. <laughs> I do think the most horrible thing about things like you've been framed and now all of these videos on YouTube of people falling over and things like that are the things people are doing where there's someone there with a video camera. There's always <laughs> someone there with a video camera. It's, you know, literally all that's happening is someone is in their garden walking and someone's got a video camera to capture the moment where they fall over for no apparent reason and faceplant the paving. This is the beauty of camera phones. It is. You know, 50% of, like, all photographs ever taken were taken in the last two years. Were they really? Since the invention of the cameras over 100 wow. years ago. Wow. Good God. That's, that's the prevalence of cameras now. They're basically free, so everyone has them. Hmm. How, how boring, I know. Well, actually, it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. We turn into QI here. I feel <laughs> it doesn't surprise me too much, because I think there are people, you know, you see the tourists going around Cambridge, and I don't think they use their eyes to look around the town at any point <laughs> during the trip. They just look yeah. through the camera. Yeah. I think they think that, you know, there's some kind of... It's like something out of some weird sci-fi film, where if they actually look at it through their eyes, you know, they're retinas will burn or something like that so they have to look at it through the camera lens as maybe, well maybe it's augmented reality the actual best bit that i've seen is a bunch of tourists all getting their photos taken outside a chain coffee sh- coffee store yeah i've and, seen some good ones and and it's just like you're you're zooming in far enough that you cannot tell anything about the location in which this is based this is a, it's the same as the mountaineers taking photos from the top of the uh the, from, from the top of a mountain where you can't see anything because it's all fog it's pointless <laughs> Hmm. Uh, but just before we go, as uh, we've got about uh, 45 seconds uh, left at the moment, I'll raise a really brief point in favour of Nadine Doris, which is that she did point out uh, that everyone has forgotten that Vince Cable knocked off in exactly the same way uh, to go and do uh, Celebrity Come Dancing. Um, no, that's not what it's called, is Strictly it? Come Strictly Dancing. Come Dancing. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, so it's it's not without precedent to, uh, to, to bugger off and do a... Uh, uh, a, a, a reality a, a TV reality show. show. So what you have to do is make sure that it's adequately middle class. 
And with that, I'm afraid we have run out of time. Uh, I will just quickly mention uh, that CAMFM is doing some Christmas stuff. Uh, it, you can email christmas at camfm.co.uk uh, with your request for our Christmas programming. Uh, and we'll be doing shows uh, at Christmas and for the new year. That's it for Bust the Bubble. We'll be back next week.